It's time we shift our perspective on business and life and see that our businesses are the means to us living life first. Reinventing the way we go about our days as entrepreneurs, the Zero Wasted Days podcast is designed for dream makers and action takers, and also those who value going slow and savoring the moments in between. This is the essence of living a Zero Wasted Days life, and welcome to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Acteson, a former C-level executive turned seven-figure serial entrepreneur, transformational business coach, and I love helping women entrepreneurs merge strategy, feminine energetics, and embodiment to create outside-the-box business solutions to their challenges. In each episode of the podcast, I'm going to share how to redefine how you do business and learn how it can be the means to you living life first. I'm going to share interviews with inspiring people who can help you see how worthwhile it is to keep pursuing your dreams, share heartfelt stories I know you're going to relate to, and give you ideas and strategies to keep going after your biggest dreams. I hope you find value and inspiration here, and that will keep you coming back each and every week. I have some amazing guests lined up, as well as some solo episodes planned. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. Now, there's a new intro for you. I don't usually say it like that, but um, I'm feeling really hot, and I'm really excited about Laura joining us today. Uh, Laura Sinclair is a... Uh, Instagram bestie of mine. We met in the last kind of couple of years. She runs an amazing podcast called This Mother Means Business, as you will be able to see if you're watching this on YouTube. Behind her has a really nice sign, which I'm super impressed with. And I'm really excited to have Laura here. She is a fellow Canadian and it feels like we could just sit and chat for hours. So I better let her introduce herself and jump into some of the questions that I have for Laura. But welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice intro. And you know what? It's so funny as a person that owns an online business to be able to say my Instagram besties, the friend that I made on Instagram. What a weird world, but beautiful at the same time. But I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you here. And yeah, that was like a very singy intro. I'm like really hot. It's 30 something degrees here. And um... I didn't know that Zero Wasted Days came with (laughs) music. (laughs) It does now. (laughs) A performance. I love it. (laughs) But I would love you to be able to just give us a really quick snapshot. I see you, Laura, as being refreshingly down to earth. And (laughs) it's very Canadian, I think. It is very Canadian. Yeah, it is. But just Canadians are just freaking nice. And you're a mom of two and you're smashing your business, I would say. My outward impression of what I also know from what you shared with me. But you're also, when when I think about your business, like you're building it one step at a time. And you probably, and I know you've even shared like a couple of steps forward, er, step backwards. And I just see you consistently hitting goals for yourself. So I'd really love you to tell um, us and tell my listeners about what your younger self would have told you had you been able to speak to her before about what you know now, especially about what you know now. So many things. So for some context for anybody that's listening to the podcast that we haven't had the opportunity to meet, My name is Laura Sinclair. I am a online business and marketing coach. I help entrepreneurial mothers build businesses without sacrificing their sanity. I also own a boutique social media marketing agency. And as Suzanne mentioned, I have a podcast. It's called This Mother Means Business. But oh gosh, when you think about me then and to me now, like there's just, it's so different. My background in corporate marketing and did the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I, I went to university, I got mm-hmm. the job, I worked for somebody else. Entrepreneurship wasn't even something that 
even registered as an option. Like I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. Everybody checked the boxes <laughs> growing up and the people that are around, you know, doctors, lawyers, business yeah. people. My dad worked in the bank for 35 years. I come from a family of people just that just did the things that they were supposed to do. And so in 2015, mm-hmm. I left my corporate job. I ended up helping a girl that I met a friend build a seven-figure online business. That relationship broke down and I actually bought a CrossFit gym. I ran a CrossFit gym for five years. And then in March of 2020, when the world shut down for two weeks out of an abundance of caution, we all know how that story goes, (laughs) I was eight weeks pregnant with my now two and a half-year-old son. And here in Canada, gyms were, they were closed for a long time. There's really no better way to phrase it. We were first to close, last to open. And um, by the time we did open, I think I had a one month old baby and my partner and I just decided that, you know what, this whole brick and mortar thing, trying to rebuild this business that we just spent the last five years getting to this place that we could have our second child, that's probably not going to serve us anymore. And so closed down that business sold off all the equipment, which at the time everybody wanted gym equipment. So <laughs> we God. were able to do that really quickly, which Don't was rely. great. And then I started my online business with a three month old baby. And I think a lot of the time in the online space, things like, and I used to market myself this way too. I've made six figures in the first nine months and mm. that's incredible, but it's something that I, I try not to market myself as anymore because it's also, I didn't just become an entrepreneur nine months ago. Like yeah. I'd been an entrepreneur yeah. for at that point, seven years. Mm. So it's not really fair for me to say that I made, yes, I made six figures in that amount of time. But I think now in the season of my business, I do a lot of work with moms, largely because I'm a young mom and like attracts and really it's Mm. for me, at least in this last year really has been about just building community to your point, like brick by brick and trying to bring in more entrepreneurial mothers to have more real and authentic conversations about Mm. what it is really like to have a baby and build a business. And so to answer your question, this is my very long-winded answer of what would my old version of myself say to me now? I think, I think I had to be that version of myself to be Mm. this now, but there's not a chance. If you had said to me, Hey, five years ago, by the way, Laura, you're not going to own your gym anymore. You're going to run an online business. You're going to be selling out masterminds for entrepreneurial mothers. You'll be making $40,000 launches, $50,000 launches, doing multiple six figures on Instagram, I would have been like, you are insane. That's not a thing. (laughs) People don't do that. That's not real life. And I look back on that version of myself, even in the gym and making the decision to close the gym. And even just the version of me with a three month old baby Mm. starting my online business, just with a lot of love, a lot Mm. of love and, you know, gratitude for that version of myself that made the decision to do this scary thing. But I think that version of myself would be really proud of what I've done. Yeah. So the thing that I took out at the very end there was you would tell her to do the scary thing, like to take the lead, do the scary thing. Cause you, you now obviously with experience that it works out, it's going to work out. Yeah. And that's something that I've, for whatever reason, I wish I could pinpoint why, but something Mm. I've always been really good at is doing Mm. scary things. I can't tell you why I would love to be like, here's the skills that I, the knife that I sharpened (laughs) that would allow me to do the scary things. But Yes, I have consistently done scary things in my life and in my business. Mm, and mm. that is largely, and some of them I did quickly and some of them I sat on for a while <laughs> before yeah. I did them, podcast yeah. being one of them. But yes, consistently doing scary things. I think you have to be willing to do that to be successful as an entrepreneur. Totally. But I think also like it's in our makeup. Are you, a, what are you in human design? A generator? I'm a manifesting generator. Manifesting generator. Yeah, I think yeah. there's, and I believe in all of those kind of things. There's just different things that are, 
at play as a part of our personalities. Like I'm the baby, you're the eldest. There, there are other sure. things there are like my parents did take lots of leaps and kind of sh- and show, not show me the way because it was never like, you need to go and do this. Like it's, I did a very different way to what they did, but it gave me permission because I know that they traveled. And part of that was also like, I'm going to make them proud. not just keep them happy, but I'm going to keep myself mm-hmm. pr- uh, happy, but make them proud in doing things that I know are going to make them proud and tick boxes. And even though like consciously you're not making those decisions on that basis, like I didn't go to Australia or come here because of that. It's certainly, I can see in retrospect now, like how these things that that these conditions and these things that we've, we've created in ourselves, personality types, make us make these decisions and be more adept to leaping and taking those risks. Yeah. When I think back to you know, me as a kid, like I challenged a lot of things. I questioned mm. a lot of things like why. I think my parents would have labeled me as being a difficult child because of how much I questioned things. You know, I didn't get in trouble in the tradi- traditional sense that I wasn't like mm. going off partying and doing drugs and anything like that. It was just when somebody told me that the w- this was the way something was, I would always be like, but why? Mm. Like, there must be a better way. And so I think that's that, so good you know, though. Yeah, it served me really well. It's gotten me into some sticky situations, but it has served me really well as an yeah. entrepreneur and like recognizing mm-hmm. that, oh, actually the way that somebody else does not have to be the way that I do it. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I had leaned into it a little harder. I think for quite some time, I tried to fit myself into the box that I thought I was supposed to be in. But the whole time, when I think back to my corporate career, I started my career in PR and worked in marketing mm-hmm. agencies and then ended up on the corporate side. I always felt like extremely, like just so much discomfort like, why are we doing this? Like, why do we yeah. get up every day and come to the office? Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get on the train to Toronto every day and spend for it. No, like, I don't want to do yeah. this. Like, why yeah. do we do this? And so I think my innate need to challenge things mm. is a lot of the reason why I've been able to do scary things because it's like, yeah. I'm going to challenge that. I don't yeah. like that. But in order to challenge, it's going to be scary. But my innateness, I don't know if that's yeah. even a word, is to yeah. want to challenge the way that people do things. Which is probably why like staying in corporate just wasn't in the stars for you because you can't, you can toe the line, but you can only toe the line for so long. No. And I never really stayed in a job for more than two, two and a half years. I was always mm. switching jobs, always looking for the next thing. And now I know why. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur. I'm in year 10 of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, you can change things up, right? Like you can keep doing different things. Very much so. Very much so. I'm unemployable at this stage. Like I would be a horrible employee. (laughs) Like you do not want to hire me. No, don't do it. If you want somebody to last more or if you want you to last more than three or six months. (laughs) Yeah. Or unless you're like, okay, with me coming in and telling you what I like a challenge all the things that you're doing (laughs) in your business. But I think that's also what makes me, you know, so good at what I do now, Mm -hmm. because I help the women that I work with challenge themselves. And when I say I challenge everything, I always comes from a really loving place. But part yeah. of my job as a coach is to be able to be like, okay, let's look at your business. Like what's on fire right now? Like, why are you letting yeah. it burn? Like, yeah. why are we continuing to let that thing yeah. that is making you so uncomfortable or causing you so much anxiety yeah. or literally ruining your life continue to burn? Like, I'm going to challenge this. And so that's yeah. how I thought I was supposed to do it. No, let's challenge yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's part of why it's all, it all has come full circle for me. Yeah. Like my little self that wanted to challenge everything <laughs> that my mom and dad mm-hmm. asked of me or anyone. I was a swimmer and my swim coach would have challenged of me or asked of me. Now I get to turn it around and use it for good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. speaking of kids, we're just starting our summer. As I was saying, it's pretty hot here. I know as yeah. I'm looking at, at people's, my family's Instagram and various different things, I can see it's similar in Canada. And we have yeah. about like total, it's a bit scary, but like 18 summers with our kids when yeah. they're little children. So that gives yeah. me 10 more with my youngest and three more with my eldest. Crazy. And I would love to get your perspective on how you think we keep perspective on our mm-hmm. lives and on those sweet summers and still grow yeah. our businesses at the same time. Yeah. I love that question. Cause I'm, you know, so can, the Canadian summer started a couple of weeks ago. I think we're in like week two <laughs> officially of the Canadian yeah. summer. And one thing that I had to, you know, and I was looking at where I was heading into June, knowing that July and August is when the kids are going to be home really started to have to take myself to task over how mm. much make work I was doing stuff that really, I was just doing way too much. And I think for mm. me, part of the reason why I cherish entrepreneurship so much is freedom. Freedom is one of my core values. It always has been. And Mm -hmm. so my kids are six and two. And so I want to spend as much time as I can Mm -hmm. with my little kids for as long as I can. And for me, I want to do stuff. I don't want to just be at home. We're very fortunate. We have a beautiful backyard and a pool and that's fun. But I want to like, I want to go to the zoo. I want to go to the splash pad. I want to go to the aquarium. I want to go. I want to do the things. And my parents, my dad worked. My parents weren't really like when we had the summer, we were at home. We didn't do a lot Mm. of adventuring. And for me, that's what I value the most. And entrepreneurship allows that. And so I just take myself to task over Mm. how much work I was doing and recognizing that actually, if I want to do all those things and have the summer that I want to have, I need to stop this. And so I really had to look at, okay, what am I doing that I don't need to be? What should I really just be delegating to somebody else? And what is just straight up unnecessary and not moving the needle in my business? Because it's really easy to find yourself there, right? You're like on this hamster wheel of doing all these extra things. And so for me this summer, I'm down to three days a week, which is actually how I started building my business. Yeah. When I had my little in. baby, I worked three days a week and I have cre- it had crept in with podcast recordings and mm. meetings and administrative. I was working five days a week, not all day, but I was just like, I don't, mm. don't want to work three. This is not yeah. why I became an entrepreneur. So this summer I'm really, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. Can I swear on your podcast? Go for it. I don't even know. <laughs> it's not a bad swear word, of but of course you can. I'm calling it like bare ass minimum summer. Like I yes. want to do the bare ass minimum this summer. Yeah. And I met somebody that's just, I'm taking July and August off and I'm just not working at all. And I was like, wow, my business isn't quite set up for that yet. One day that's going to be what I'll do, but it's bare ass minimum summer. I'm working three days a week. I'm repurposing as much content as possible. So I'm not creating anything net new. I have set myself, my business up in a way that I do have recurring revenue aside from starting a mastermind in like in July, everything else is just going to be as it is. And at the end of the day, when I think about my priorities, my business is not number one. Like my number one priority in my life is myself, then my partner, then my kids, and then my business. And sometimes myself, partner, and kids, those three kind of end up in different orders depending on the season. But my business is always number four. Yeah. And so recognizing that- Amen to that. (laughs) Amen. But you can still have a really successful business and it be that way, right? Like my business is number four, but it's still growing. (laughs) It's still like things are still going the way that I want them to go. And so I think whenever I say that to a person that's an entrepreneurial mother, it is very, it can feel really overwhelming. And so what I want mothers and women to understand is at the end of the day, you need to prioritize yourself because I know- Mm. That if I don't put myself first, I'm a terrible mother, I'm a terrible partner, and I'm an even worse business owner. 
Yeah. And this is some of the conversations that I love having with you. And you came into my mastermind and poured into the women in my mastermind on this very thing, right? If I don't do the things that I need to take care of myself, I cannot show up from other people. That old, like you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. I'm not a huge metaphor person, but yeah. And you're wishing your life away. What's the point? What really is the point if we're always just head down bum up? Yeah. And not to be like, this is going to not to be totally morbid, a friend of a friend, young mom, two kids found Mm. out that she had cancer and passed away less than four weeks later. Mm. And it's just started having symptoms. I know this is very fresh and very new in my world. Started having symptoms two weeks before. So from the moment she had symptoms to when she passed away was less than six weeks. And it's just the end of the day. None of us know how much time, like when our clock's going to run out. We have no idea. Yeah. And why are we sitting at our desks? Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. are we not doing the things that make you happy? Why are you not taking the leap? Why are you not doing yeah. the scary thing? Because at the end of the day, you have no idea when your clock's going to run out. And I really try. And when I hear stories like that about mm-hmm. the friend of a friend, it does. It hits close to home because you're just like, why yes. aren't you doing the things? Like, yeah. you, Because you may have six And weeks there are so many reasons why, right? There are so many yeah. reasons why we're conditioned and subconsciously programmed yeah. and just are on autopilot. My podcast that dropped today, this is going to drop in a couple of weeks. Go back to the one. It's a 20 minute one. You can listen to it today. I'm going literally a a tragic event, terrible with the child, with the, with the death of a a very good um, family friends of ours, their son died. These things happen and shake you in your boots, but it's exactly why we're here. This is why I want to be shouting from the rooftops that we need to change the way we're working. Because if you're just hustling and you're totally just sacrificing yourself and sacrificing your life, then what's the freaking point? That's what it's all about. And it's crazy, Suzanne, because you know me, I come from a very heavy strategy background. I lived my yeah. most of my life in a very masculine energy. I consider myself woo adjacent, like I'm learning. I'm like yes. leaning into it. But I will say that every time I sign like a high ticket client, I signed three. So my mastermind started just this month and I signed three people in the last week. The days that I signed them, I was at Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> I was out by the pool. That is the like, best. It's when I sign high ticket clients, it's like I'm at the zoo with my kids. It's not when I'm sitting at my desk. It's when I'm literally out living my life at the spa. And then I have my spa day and I come to my phone. Oh, look, somebody's in. Great. Like this isn't a coincidence. And I'm a strategy person. Like I'm here to teach you how to do strategy, but I also can't ignore the fact. Like it is no coincidence that when I am out enjoying my life, Mm -hmm. doing the things that I want to be doing, where all of a sudden everybody's, Hey, I want to work with you. Because you're not death gripping the ball. We're not like sitting there, like trying to get into DMS and like cold DM people. Like you're letting it flow. You're letting it actually come to you, but you're also totally embodying and living in your desires. You could say, I want to be at Canada's Wonderland. I want to be at the spa. I want to be out by the pool and living that is hard for people to do because there's a lot of people that don't know how to actually prioritize that because they think that something's going to suffer and they think their business is going to suffer. They're going to bring in less revenue, but it's actually the other way around. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I've nailed it. Like I'm not giving myself an A plus in that department, but I think it's like an ongoing work in progress for me. These old conditions, we talked about that earlier, what you think you're supposed to do. I feel like I have sometimes these conversations with the two sides of my brain. Mm -hmm. And this one part is like, Laura, just relax. And the other part is, but we need to do more. And sometimes the one side wins a little bit and Mm. then I can catch myself. I think that's, I think as long as I catch myself, (laughs) I'm okay before I go too far, but yeah, we talk. I love the idea of zero wasted days because it's true. It's yeah. so true. We have no idea when our clock's going to run out. 
why aren't you doing the things that you want to enjoy? And on the theme of summer, my kids, I want them to remember mom being present. I want them to remember mom doing fun things. Like that's what I want them to remember. Like my mom, when I think like, when I think about Hannah, I want her to think my mom worked really hard, but she also played really hard too. And I want to be an example of what she can create in her life because now I'm the first entrepreneur in my family, what I witnessed, and this isn't a bad thing. And this isn't a knock on my family at any stretch, but what I witnessed was sacrifice for another person's dream all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not actually creating a life by design. And I didn't even know that was an option until 2020 when I still owned the gym pre-COVID, like February of 2020. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, her name's Jackie Service. She's also in the online space. I went to university with her. Mm-hmm. She started posting about going to these masterminds and I was like, what is happening? What is this? This is so weird. And I was sitting there like tr- very triggered, like judging from my yeah. corporate office or from, not my corporate office, from my gym, but also like very triggered, like what people just make money on the internet. What are you talking about? And then I ended up signing up for like my first online course, uh, the coaching course. When I was in the gym, I was doing like postnatal fitness work and mm. thought, oh, I'm going to be a postnatal fitness instructor, closing your gym for six months and during COVID and having a baby will really kill you, <laughs> kill your love for fitness. But there were, I think I paid 5,000 US dollars for the course mm. and there were 50 people in my class, in my group. Yeah, And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm not great at math, but this math I can do. And like, it's a 12 week program. And I remember being like, what a person can make $250,000 in 12 weeks on the, on Instagram. Yeah. And so from that point, it was just like, and I've, I heard the, the girl that whose corner was her name is Jessica DeRose. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person and being able to tell her this, that, Hey, by the way, your course was great, but what I actually took out from it was yeah. realizing what was actually possible online. And that really started to open my eyes to, oh, actually, there's a whole different world out there if you're just willing to explore it. Yeah, yeah, explore it. I'm just jumping on in here to announce that the waitlist for Phoenix Rising is now open. Phoenix Rising is my proprietary mastermind where you will have access to the beautiful power of sisterhood, the power of one-on-one coaching with me, learning and integrating all of the strategy and energetic work you hear me talk about. So if you're ready to soar and rise up from playing small or feeling stuck in business, and you want to feel expansive and alive again, then jump onto my website and join the waitlist under the Phoenix Rising tab. It starts again in September 2023, and there will be some awesome bonuses and discounts for anyone on the waitlist. I can't wait to see you there. And you, this year, launched your own mastermind and have just finished the first cohort. You just told us that you just sold the last three spots in the past week. Tell me about the power that you've seen in women coming together and connecting and how powerful it's been for you to witness for in your mastermind, but also taking part in group programs. Yeah. So I think it's also really important before I dive into this to caveat that I used to really struggle with female relationships. And I think a lot of women do. There's a thing called the sister wound that I'm not an expert in, but it essentially talks mm-hmm. about how the patriarchy pits women against each other and in competition. And yeah. I'm in the middle of three girls and we grew up in well, a you're very- You're not the eldest, sorry. I'm going to interrupt no, you. Middle, you're not the not eldest, right. you're the middle. I'm the middle. You're the you're competitive right. one though. Yeah, I'm the competitive one. But that was like <laughs> bred into me, right? It was like, yeah. we. I grew up in this house where we had this long hallway and on the hallway- hung the certificates of the achievements. We called Mm. it the wall of shame. It was our photographs, but also certificates and achievements. And 
I don't know if my sisters had the same experience, but to me, it was like the more things that I had on the wall, Mm. the better I was doing. And I always had the most because that was like, I needed to be, I was the athlete and overachiever because that's what, that's what you do. Mm. And I always felt very competitive in other relationships with my relationships with women. And this is something that I've had to heal over the last four or five years and recognizing that actually this has been taught to me. This isn't actually, this Mm. is learned. And so really being able to pull that apart and then also really being comfortable with myself and my own magic and what it is that I bring to the room Mm. and really just show up in my own belonging. That's work. That's really healing work that I had to do before I even could have ever held a space for other women. And so I think that's really important because I think sometimes you get And I fortunately haven't had this experience, but I hear about it in the online space where people come into these groups and the leader of the group hasn't necessarily healed themselves. And Mm. from those sister wounds, and there is that competitive edge and that vibe and, oh God, I'm so allergic to that vibe. But so for me, creating my mastermind, which is for mothers, entrepreneurial mothers, Mm -hmm. I think I probably could have cried after every call. It was just (laughs) so beautiful the way that women coming together is so powerful. And I truly believe that we are about to, we are coming into a season where women are about to take over. <laughs> it's coming. Amen. Like it is coming. And yeah. being able to put six, eight women in a room, nine, including myself and have them support each other and listen to each other and see each other mm. is so powerful because I think motherhood is really lonely. Entrepreneurship is really lonely. And then you try to do both. Yeah. It's painful. Nothing and you can, you're not just going to go to the park and meet another mom that gets it. And so what I hear when I talk to women is I, I don't have any other friends that are in the same season of they're not moms and building a business, trying to find an entrepreneurial mother, like Mm -hmm. at your local school, the local playground is next to impossible. Like you really have to go and find them. And on the side of holding space for these women has been incredibly healing for me as well. Like part of my healing journey, but also I see it for them. And we just had our kickoff call for the next round this last week. And I'm like saying to them, I know you may feel uncomfortable right now. This may feel weird. Like you're on this call on Zoom call with all these strangers, but these are your sisters. These are your people. Like I need you. I gave them the task of, look, I need you to get on a call with everybody else on this Mm -hmm. mastermind individually Mm -hmm. outside of this Mm -hmm. container, because that's actually where you're going to get the magic. It's yes, I'm going to pour in your business. Yes, we have our mastermind calls, but the true magic is actually going to be you guys building relationships outside of holding this space. And the last round did it. And some of them even met in person because some of them were local, which was really cool. And so this round, I'm really working to foster that. And and we'll see. It'll take a little bit of time. I think every time you get into a new container, sometimes there's a bit of a feeling out period. But being able to create that space, you can feel the power. Like Mm. the energy is palpable and the way that they hold each other up and support each other. And it's it's everything that I wish that I had as, as a child. And to answer your question, just even my own experience in group programs, I think part of the reason that I created the mastermind that I did is that I have yet to find a space for entrepreneurial mothers. However, Mm. all of the programs that I've joined and one of the things I've been really trying to lean into is more in-person opportunities. Mm -hmm. A, because getting out and traveling is fun. (laughs) And B, because you really can't beat getting to actually hug a person. But being able to connect with the other mothers that's there, that are there, those women have become some of my best friends, my confidants, Mm. the people that I can reach out to, hey, I'm struggling or, hey, I have a question about this. And those relationships are so worth it and being able to be supported and truly supported and not feel competitive. I think sometimes you can, you meet somebody and you're like, oh, you're giving me competitive vibes right now and I'm not here for those. But 
Yeah, I think it, it is so powerful, the power of, of group energy and especially mm-hmm. like female group energy, like women together, working together towards a common goal is, is so powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's I concur with every single thing that you've said. And the sisterhood wound yeah. is very much something that I think most women have, whether they know about it or, or, or not. And yeah. I think that container, that group environment where you can, as long as it, I've been in ones where it hasn't been facilitated and some where it has and where it where the sisterhood connection has been facilitated really well is where we can actually feel like we can share vulnerably and that cracks people open that is that's the depth beneath the even just that friend conversation that you might have with somebody where you're like how's it going you're like I'm good things are fine and you have a whole meal and you go home and you're like I'm not good. And I didn't even say anything. Like you don't actually even really often register that you're not getting beneath the surface. And so that's the thing that has changed for me is learning about that in the context of a mastermind or a group program that has then translated over into my personal relationships and Mm -hmm. deepened my personal relationships with siblings, with my friends here, like my face-to-face friends here. And I've even had conversations with you about just real, like reality and not and like just saying, yep, mm-hmm. it's all tickety-boo, everything's super over here. And yeah, really yeah. it's, you're burning shit down behind the scenes. So yeah, it's transformative. I wouldn't even have said that two years ago. And I, I just feel it so much more now. And I just see you doing your mastermind and yeah, I would love all women to have access to <laughs> programs yeah, like that because really too. they don't have to do it alone. Me too. I hosted a an in-person dinner with a friend locally. And mm. because I've been in, I've seen, I'm seeing the how transformative this is mm. in my own experience in the masterminds that I'm holding. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna host a dinner. We'll just mm. I messaged a friend who's also local who's an entrepreneur. I was like, do you want to I'm gonna host this dinner? And she's a human design, very spiritual person. And she's yeah. yes. And I'm getting the the vibe that I want to call it the sisterhood. And I was like, yeah, okay, mm. cool. We'll call it whatever you want. We're hosting a dinner. And so we ended up with 13 women, which for the longest time, I think we had one person signed up. And I was like, it's yeah. fine. We're just going to hold the energy. There's just one. People were like, oh, you know, that day doesn't work for me. Fine. So by the by the time it was all said and done, we had 13, which is funny because we went from one to 13 very quick. Like it was one for a good a three weeks. Time. And yeah. then all of a sudden, so we get to the dinner and my friend, her name's Ashley. We had made the decision that we were, I'm the overthinker. She's like, it'll just be fine. We'll flow. I'm like, do you want to say anything at the beginning? What are we, you know, yeah. how do we run around this? And so we both just made the decision that we would both share some of our experience around like why we wanted to create the container. And Ashley talked about her own belonging and bringing her full self to her too muchness that mm. had been labeled and bringing her full self to dinners. And I talked about the sister wound. I talked about my experience with struggling with female relationships. And that's why we wanted to create this dinner. And there were some women that came that were actually clients of mine. Some people came from really far away for the dinner, which was amazing. And then one by one, the women started to share. Mm. And I don't think Ashley and I could have predicted where this dinner was going to go, but it was like some, all of a sudden we're talking about spousal abuse, divorce, PTSD, sex Mm. assault, like Mm. all of these things are starting to come up. And women like that have never met any of the women at this table are starting talking about their lived experience. And by the end of it, like the level of connection was just so deep. And yeah, I yeah. had seen, I had run into one of the women that was at the dinner. I was actually getting my hair done. She was at the hair salon. And she said, I said, hi, like, how are you? And she said, I ran into somebody else from the dinner at this other event. And it was like, we didn't say anything because it was just like, we didn't, we like, didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Now, 
about the dinner, but I walked away from that dinner as I was driving home, really reflecting and recognizing, wow, it was so powerful, so Mm. fast. Like these are strangers Mm. that are all of a sudden saying like, Hey, here's my story. And the connection that happened so fast Mm. and really a realize that we need to do more of these dinners, but Mm. also recognize like how much people are craving connection and community more than ever. And we're all collectively navigating so much. And so I will forever mark my words. You're going to have to hold me accountable to this, Suzanne. I'm forever going to continue to create containers for women to feel safe and seen, regardless of whether they're mothers or entrepreneurs, wherever. Like I want women to feel safe and seen because that's what I see coming up time and time again. And those are the things that people are reflecting to me. Like you saw me. Thank you for mm-hmm. seeing me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I craved as a child. And yeah. it's beautiful to be able to give it to other people, regardless of whether it's online at a dinner in a mastermind. It is just really powerful. And that that safety thing clearly goes through a lot of my work with the energetic yes. work that I do in so much dysregulation of our nervous system and making money is hard if you are yeah. not safe and are feeling not safe. And I've seen some amazing transformations when you can bring people into safety or love. And that's the being seen. The being seen is yeah. very much, and those are our basic human needs yet they can still go unfulfilled and be so tarnished and but they can also change i've seen some we'll say miracles like happen in front of me yeah, and me it's too. so true like that connecting is what needs to happen more so i will hold you to it because i'm coming to canada at the end of august uh, I'm in, end of october okay we're so planning our next dinner. dinner for october we are planning it for october so tell me the dates and we'll make it happen okay <laughs> end of october early november i know because my son wants to come i'm coming over for to see my parents but we're making it coincide yeah. with halloween as well because he's never actually okay. experienced halloween so oh he's never proper, they don't have halloween well, oh my god australia doesn't yeah. really do halloween they really yeah, don't do you're right here. that's right and so he's dying to do it. He's 12 and he is going to be like oh, perfect major memory. But anyway, let's talk about that yeah. offline. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that offline. When it comes to connecting with people and having real conversations, yeah. that has been for me like the number one way that has brought clients through my door. Would you not concur that the way that you've probably built your business and your agency is through connection and conversation? Yes. It's so funny. People will say to me, how do you show up so authentically online? And I'm like, I am just too tired to be anybody but myself. But I know that's the joke that I say, but the reality is a lot of it comes from just like radical acceptance of myself, right? It's really hard for people to feel like they can show up online. Like I am who I am and I'm good with it. (laughs) Finally, I get to say that at 36, but it's so true, right? Like people come to me because they feel safe and they feel safe because I am safe, but also Mm. I lay it all out. Like I, I am honest in my vulnerable self and that authenticity becomes a magnet. And one of the things that I'm super proud of in my business is that I love all of my clients. I would hang out with all of them. I'm not, it's, and some of that is because the tracks in, I couldn't always say that in my business and the agency side of the business is a little harder to maintain sometimes, but that is, it is a big part of it. The biggest mistake that I see people do in their business, both in their marketing and how they run their business is they actually remove their humanness from it. Mm. And so they think that they have to become like a robot, like an automaton, (laughs) like Mm. a feelingless businesswoman or business person, boss, babe. Yeah, sure. And then how they like, and even in how they lead people, I had a client who has a really young baby and she's got a big team and I don't know how to communicate to my team that I need their help. You just tell them. 
<laughs> like you say yeah. to them, Hey, I've just had a baby. Here's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. Like, I really need you on my team. Like you empower your team to step up mm-hmm. for you. And it was just like this idea of being a vulnerable, like human with flaws yeah. was, yeah. I can't do that. I'm the leader. I'm the owner yeah. of the business. Actually, that's the thing that's going to empower your people to step for, up for you the most yes. because you're going to let them have your back. You're going to create yeah. that actual connection and conversation. And I think in marketing my business, you're going to know pretty quick whether I'm for you or not for you. And that's okay. Yeah. But the people that I'm for, I get messages from people that are like, Hey, I, and this doesn't happen all the time. I want to caveat, but it does happen. They'll message me like, Hey, I just found you on Instagram. I want to be your best friend. How do I work with you? Yeah, cool. Let's uh, cool. Let's blue. be best friends. Which is so interesting for me because that's something that I was reflecting on actually this week is that it wasn't always the way for me. I struggled to fit in as a kid and struggled to have female friends and to feel real connection. And so mm-hmm. when people find me on Instagram and say they want to be my best friend and how can they work with me, that's still something that like feels a little interesting, a little weird, a little, little weird. sticky, a little sticky, but I embrace it because there's what, 8 billion people on this earth and yeah. maybe I couldn't find my people in my small town high school, but I certainly can find them on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So just in thinking about wrapping up, because I think we could, and I have like loads of other questions that I have not got to, because we've just let the conversation go to where it needed to go, which I love, but I want to, and my audience usually know what I finish up with in terms of a final question. It's not a hard one. And I know, and you've mentioned it even actually throughout this conversation a little bit, but international travel for you right not may not be such a big thing on your radar yeah. going out and going to Canada's Wonderland and doing bits and pieces and for me adventure is at the core of that and that's what I hear you saying but I would love to yeah. know and it is one of my core values and I would love to know what adventure actually means to you hmm. adventure for me is that feeling of being completely free it's that feeling of being disconnected it's like going and I actually do love international travel. I just haven't been able to do it for so long with little kids. Yeah. It will but happen I think again. Adventure, adventure for me is that feeling of freedom. Of, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like on the mountaintop somewhere. Or I've ziplined over Peru, mountains in Peru. That's yeah, that's adventure. But it doesn't have to be that. It could literally just be, hey, deciding, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go hike a new trail I've never been on before. Or I'm going to just get in the car and see where I end up. And I think yeah. it's just that. For me, it's freedom. It's to be anywhere, not be needed to just be present in the place that I'm in. And so it's something that I I think I've said this to you before that I'm chasing, even though I know I can't really chase it, but it's something that I definitely am craving. But yeah, I don't know if you heard that answer before. Is that a good one? No, <laughs> that's what came up. Everyone's answer talking is about so different. Like, that's why I, yeah. I really love it. Everyone's good different. Question. Everyone, every, I have to go back actually through and match yeah. them all together to hear the answers all together. I'll have to get my uh, podcast editor to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's freedom for it me. Is, it is really interesting. Yeah. And for some I've people, it is international, but some people it's very much not it's like, it's actually about staying close to home. And um, that's, oh, it's yeah. more about a feeling. It's more of a feeling state than a destination. Yeah. Like when I think about, I think about all the adventures I've been on and I've been on a lot. And some of those mm. adventures, it's like motherhood's an adventure, mm-hmm. but the things that you would think about as being like typically adventurous, like international travel, mm. climbing, hiking to Machu Picchu, zip lining over large canyons, things like that. It's just the feeling I can like literally feel it in my body, even as we're, as I'm taking myself there. It's like that feeling of just being free. Yeah. Of 
letting whatever, whatever comes come. And I describe it in that way. It's a visceral, like a visceral physical feeling that you get. And even when we go out, go to, we're going to Spain and the end of the month when everyone's getting everything ready and getting the car packed and it's that like excitement and everyone can feel that viscerally, it really is a, something that you feel in your body. Yeah. And I think, and I mentioned that I can't, not that I can't, I haven't done any international travel, but I also feel like there's so much about my life. That's just an adventure. I don't really know what every day is different. I don't know what it's going to look like. And and I was at a dinner on a Tuesday night and somebody said to me, Oh, are you on holidays right now? And I was like, no, this is just my life. (laughs) So I'm grateful for that. That's so good. Laura, I really appreciate this conversation. Every time we chat about different stuff and we can have the ability to be able to deepen that relationship as well. So I really value your time and appreciate you being here. Tell everybody before we finish where they can find you and how they can connect. Yes. So the easiest way to find me is on Instagram. I'm at it's Laura Sinclair. If you've made it this far in the podcast, we are officially (laughs) friends. So be sure to send me a DM. I love getting your DMs. Hearing if I said anything that landed with you or even just say, hi, I listened to the podcast. I I also have my own podcast. It's called This Mother Means Business. You can find that on any place that you listen to podcasts. I'd love if you checked it out for you to send me a note because it's just nice to meet. And and I'm genuine when I say that I'm in this season of wanting to have community and meet more people. Mm. So please don't be Mm. shy. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.